Welcome back to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and you're here for the last bite of snacks. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. Uh, something else you mentioned in there. What, tomatoes? Some, oh, I mean, simply because I'm not sure if Nubian has time to be on the show, but the, the simple fact of his love of tomatoes did not carry over to you. How did that go about? How did that go about is in life? Did he just take all your tomatoes or what? So when we were growing up, I don't remember anyone eating a lot of tomatoes. This is something that I said to you at Thanksgiving is that I was very fascinated with my grandmother, our grandmother, slicing tomatoes on the side of her plate next to her greens. So I thought when I get grown, I'm going to do that. Now, there were a couple of times when she sent me out to the garden to get tomatoes where they look so good and so juicy that I would bite into one and end up like throwing it, throwing it out in the field behind the fence, over the fence. So she wouldn't know that I ate one because they were so disgusting to me, but they look so good on her plate. I'm just like, why do I not like these? So I had no idea that kids even ate tomatoes. Never mind Nubian, like Nubian, I didn't know that he liked them until we got grown. And so when we go out to eat and whatever, he would say, I noticed he always asked for extra tomatoes. So I would always tell them whatever salad I'm getting, you could give him my portion of tomatoes. But I do remember growing up that everything that our family ate with tomato sauce, my mom made me an alternative mm. without tomatoes. So like when they had spaghetti, I would have something else totally different. Or I would just eat like ground beef, seasoned ground beef with onions and everything without tomato sauce. I would eat a bowl of that while they were eating spaghetti. Wow. But I like pizza. I just don't like like spaghetti. Okay. Is that because of like the chunks of tomato that will be in it? Okay. Yes, yeah, because of like the stewed type of tomatoes. Because my mom you. makes like fresh tomato, right. I mean, tomato sauce. Yeah, that's where I was. So mom, I think if she made spaghetti or anything with the tomato sauce on it, she would get the smoother version of it. And when I would go to like Aunt Deb's house and she would make spaghetti, she would take grandma's old canned tomatoes. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. And my mom made, she cans tomatoes. So, you know, and then my mom also made vegetable soups and she used those canned tomatoes. So it was like, it was a lot of that. I feel like, you know, infused throughout my life. And when I was younger, I really didn't know how to say, there wasn't an option to just say, I don't like stuff. Um, I, w- I had a very dramatic aversion to spaghetti. So my mom, she never made me eat that. But the soups and stuff, like all through my life, I was still eating things that had tomatoes in them because, you know, adults didn't really let you say you didn't like things back in that time. Um, and that has actually carried over into my travel um, when people present things to me because culturally, the first way that people make an introduction to, of themselves to you, of, of their family, of their culture is their food. And so to keep from being offensive, I tend to eat everything that's presented to me. Um, so, and even tomatoes, I eat tomatoes when I'm traveling. I hate it. I, I'm, I've almost choked to death several times because I swallow them whole. I refuse to chew through a tomato. I just swallow it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not big on, uh, if, if they're cooked, I'm usually fine. If they're chopped up, I'm usually fine. But like a whole slice of tomato on my sandwich, I, I just can't do it. I'll slide that whole thing right off into the wrapper or plate or wherever it needs to go. And I actually almost have to take the sandwich back because that juice that gets in there, I can taste that on the lettuce and I can, you know, I could taste that in the sandwich and I, I just can't. 
It's a, it seems to be a recurring theme on these interview shows is if you really don't like something, as soon as it touches something else, people yeah. just aren't for it. So tomatoes, uh, Davina was that same way. Like she went to a seafood boil and she said anything that the seafood touched, she wouldn't eat. Wait, she doesn't eat seafood? No, she said unless it's like Lake Erie fish, she doesn't eat it. I don't think that counts. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, filled with peas. He was like, if peas touch anything, he can't eat it. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm pretty much the same way with, I, I'm, I'm good about it now. If it's touching and I can separate it, it's fine, unless it's chitlins. And like I said, all the, <laughs> all the interviews I do, I always ask the same question, what's a food you don't eat that everybody else does? And the first answer I normally get is chitlins. And you're one of the few people that actually eats them. <laughs> I am one of the few people. What's a food that everybody else eats that I don't? Cake. Dang, you don't eat cake either? I don't eat cake. I don't like the smell of cake. What? I do not like it. I don't really like pie. I really don't like the smell of things baking, which I think is a problem. Even cookies. And so that has turned me off from eating those things, which is why I'm so dedicated to ice cream and banana pudding. Anything baking, sweet smell of something baking in the house, and I almost have to leave until it's done. And cake was such a big thing in our family. Right. Yeah, I have just never liked it. I have tried to. I that's something my mom she maintains that she thinks as I like get older. I guess I'll have to be like fifty five, and then one day I start liking cake, but Maybe. haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, cake is a, a step below ice cream for me, so I would prefer ice cream over cake. And anytime I had a birthday party, I did not want a birthday cake. Or if I went to somebody's birthday party and they were like, oh, you want a slice of cake? No, just give me the ice cream, please. Yeah, me too. Mom still baked cakes for my birthday and then the boys would just eat them. Of course they would. Of course. But and I always thought it was the icing at first because, you know, when you get a cake from the grocery store, from the bakery, I thought it was that icing that I didn't like. But then as I got older, I realized I just didn't like the cake period the taste or the texture or any of it gotcha yeah Tamara hates cake doesn't Yolanda not like cake too yeah Yolanda does not like cake as well I don't know what that's about I mean I like it it's just I don't need much of it and I probably don't only eat like one slice a year but you know it is what it is I'd much rather have ice cream and you really would not even rather have ice cream because now that I know that you struggle through it (laughs) like it doesn't count it's not it's not struggling. It's just that I only need one. <laughs> I just need the satisfaction of the taste. I'm trying to think of what the last flavor is that I made. I made a key lime pie flavored recently, but I don't think that was the last one. What about the one that you made that didn't you make one that had like a raspberry swirl or something? That was a key lime. Okay. I like key lime and raspberry together. Okay. I made something else though. It had like peach or something in it i don't know what it was anywho we made a lot of references to uh to episode two i had i finally have to research what number episode that i'm actually referencing (laughs) um so trying new food was episode two which feels like forever ago at this point and uh i said back on that episode to try everything at least two times Mm -hmm. I, i try to get tamara to try everything at least twice and a full spoon or a full fork full to make sure that she doesn't like cheat the system and take a little nibble and yeah. be like, oh, I don't like it. I'm not eating that. It's okay. Just try the whole forkful. It won't kill you. She doesn't have any allergies. Do you have any allergies? I don't have any allergies. Okay. My school, 
another snack that I didn't mention. I'm recovered from these though, but peanut M&Ms, they used to be the holy grail of snacks for me. Like I ate peanut M&Ms first thing in the morning, like brush my teeth, eat like three peanut M&Ms. This is so inappropriate. But at my school, the first day that I started, I saw a sign that said, no peanuts in the building, including a closed pack of peanut m and And I actually thought, I looked back towards my car and I thought, I don't know if I can work here. <laughs> because, I mean, a closed pack of peanut m and like, what are we talking about? It was so dramatic, but I made it through. And the family challenge also helped me. So I haven't had peanut m and now in about, maybe about seven months. But I've been on my job longer than that. and But I haven't had them in the building, so... That was a major feat because I used to carry them in my bag. So I uh, I did an interview with my dad for the show, and it's already been recorded as of this episode, but it probably won't come out till after this one. Mm-hmm. But he did a rant on snacks, and <laughs> I mean, he just was going. First of all, after the interview, I realized that he had talked more than I did. I was like, whose show is this? <laughs> but it was, it was so entertaining the fact that he went in on how M&Ms and Snickers, like all of their chocolate and stuff has changed. And he got into so much detail. <laughs> I was like, do you work for an advertising company? What, are, what is this? Um, I think I can notice. So I definitely noticed the size changing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think I can notice the difference in the quality of the chocolate as well. Yeah. I'm sure he really does because things were so tip top quality at the time when they were younger. So to come all the way this, this far forward. Um, speaking of that, I remember like loving to just even walk past your room when we were, when we were young, younger and you were little because you always had that basket of candy bars at your house. And I was just like, that is my dream. <laughs> <laughs> to just have a basket of candy bars like nearby in my house. Yeah, I wasn't big on candy, like traditional fruity. And it would be like king size. Yes. King size bars and stuff there. And I would come by and it would it never looked like it had been touched. It probably hadn't. Oh, my God. It probably hadn't. So I, I kept it for the aesthetic. <laughs> you don't know how much that tortured all your cousins. I became uh, an entrepreneur in like the seventh grade. So I would go to Walmart and buy the whole box of candy bars. They were like 44 cent a piece. And then you remember the lockers, they had like the skinny locker and then they have the big compartment up top. Yeah. So I would pop the compartment open up top. I would have a little sign in there that says Snickers for a (laughs) dollar. And I would sell them before lunch because everybody was so hungry. Oh, my God. So you were doing what we used to do in the snack shack, like up in the front. We used to sell like candy up there. Oh, yeah. Did they even still have that when you were in high school? Uh, I don't really... You know what's crazy about high school is that it feels like it wasn't that long ago, but I barely remember the layout of the school in general. I barely do, too, actually. So I'm like, I've reached that age. I mean, I still have another brother that's yet to come out of high school, which means it, it I should be younger, but I'm not because I'm 17 years older than he is. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I'm at the point where... Uh, basically where Lamar was, where he, I've doubled up his life. Like I've, I've lived the life you are living now. So I was, I was his age when they were telling me that he was coming in high school. I was like, Oh God, another one. (laughs) Wow. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. Ah, the amount of gray hairs that I'm starting to accumulate. You have gray hairs. Oh yeah. I think I, hmm. Oh yeah. They in there. 
it, it just that the hair stays kind of shiny, so it kind of camouflages them. So people don't really notice. And then I got one on my chin, and I was like, oh, God, here they come. <laughs> You're going to be like Philip. Uh, yeah, it was just. and pepper. Yeah, it was, it was like overnight. I looked at Phil's face. I was like, oh, you're starting to look like Uncle Victor, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we, we kind of answered some of these questions already, but I'll ask you uh, if you can come up with a different answer, fine. If not, you know, it is what it is. What's a food What's a food that you don't like that everybody else does other than tomatoes? And I know you eat chitlins, so that's not going to be your answer. Okay, let's see. Cheese. So I stay on the fence about cheese. Like, I feel like it's ridiculous to say I don't like it, but all of our cousins say I don't like it because I'm like, it's a food that's unnecessary. And I don't understand cheese on meat. So if I could do something about that, I would. Yeah, I'd pretty much say that you're in a class of your own <laughs> on that one. Cheese is like bread to me. It fills you up too fast. So cheese? I'm actually not big on bread as well. Yeah. I'm hit and miss on bread. Uh, do you like? It's very bread oriented. Do you like like breakfast breads? You like French toast or? Anything? I love. Okay, I love French toast, but I'm not a breakfast food person. Okay. So I like I like savory in the morning. So I like to get up and eat like leftovers from dinner for okay. breakfast. So if I ate French toast, it would be like for dinner. Ah, gotcha. I don't like sweet foods first thing in the morning. Yeah, I'm not big on it myself. Uh, normally I don't wake up that early. So lunch is normally my first meal of the day anyway. So this, of course, is the golden calf of snacks for me. And I don't even like to mention these things because I would be off the wagon so easily. (laughs) And you just mentioned breakfast breads, donuts. Mm. Donuts, I have recovered from them. And I cannot even, like, eat them. Like, if somebody says, oh, there's donuts in the break room, I can't, I have to just, the break room is dead to me for a whole week <laughs> after that. I cannot fool with donuts because that would be my number one. I don't know, between donuts and ice cream. But I, I literally, I'm not over donuts. I just, I just don't eat them just because I'm not able to manage it. Gotcha. And I notice, like, weight gain from donuts. So, gotcha. but... In terms of breakfast breads, that would be my choice. But my mom loves all the breakfast breads. Like she would eat like the raisin bread and the cinnamon swirl bread and everything. My mom's big on breakfast though too. So anything breakfast oriented. It seems like a lot of our aunts and uncles are just big on breakfast. Like that's a thing. Yeah. Grandpa was really big on breakfast too. Pass. I've never been a morning person. I'm normally a morning person for like a week every month. Yeah. And, And then... Like it just fades right back. It just I'm used to staying up later than getting up earlier. Yeah. Until my cycle, my sleep cycle just switches itself around from being up so late. Now it becomes me being up early. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, another thing. Oh, what's a food? What's a new food you've tried recently? Salmon. That's oh, new. That's new. So I before that. I only had like a piece of salmon. Like you made salmon. You had us over for a dinner party. You made salmon. I think I ate like a corner of a piece because I find salmon to be a fishy food. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have a taste memory of it. I just thought it's fishy. I don't like it. Well, last week we had salmon burgers, Trader Joe's salmon burgers. Mm. And I really liked them. Mm. And so now I feel like I actually know what salmon tastes like and how I might like to have it prepared. Um, I still find it to be fishy and I love fish, but I just don't like a strong fish. Mm -hmm. So 
So I I feel like I'm very new to salmon. I I don't know how to make it other than those salmon burgers we had. Like if I bought a salmon fillet, I would have to have a recipe. And I everybody talks about it all the time. Uh, fortunately, there is one recipe for salmon on the website. So. Oh, okay. Very good. Check that one out if you get a chance. Your foodlooksfunny.com slash recipes. Okay. Um, it's one of my two on there. I'm trying to do more, but, you know, get kind of busy with other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, salmon is very easy, extremely easy. Uh, I want to encourage more people to try hardier fishes. Everybody try the light stuff, the tilapia, which I'm still not sure if it's a real fish or not. Um, <laughs> Crystal said it's not. Okay. I, I was like, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Um, the trout, the you know, catfish, whatever it is, but like the hat. Is whiting a light? Yes. Yeah. So people. Whiting tilapia, which I realize the tilapia is not like a real fish. Cod, you know, in some variations. Mm -hmm. But when it gets to like mahi or like dolphin fish or um, like a heavier, like a steak fillet of fish, Mm -hmm. I do not like it. I don't like tuna tartare. Like, and a lot of places I go when I travel, that's always like the first course. And I'm like, oh my God. Tuna, swordfish, uh, wahoo, um, halibut, like heavier. They're they're cold water fish, basically. Yeah. So those are some the those are some thick thick fillets as well. Yes. I might try halibut. So uh, one of the last recipes I added to our menu when I was working was a Moroccan spiced rockfish. So it's like a thick sea bass. Mm-hmm. But it has like this uh, the cinnamon and clove and ginger profile to it. So it's like really flagrant, fragrant. And then we had um, a mint yogurt sauce that I had with it, too. Wow. It was good. So will you prepare a fish like a whole fish with the head on it and everything? I don't think I've done one of those since culinary school. Okay. I'm, I'm not a fan of bones yeah. or fish heads. Yeah, me too. Uh, funny story about the fish heads when I was in culinary school. So it was during the fish cycle and the chef was showing us how to, you know, break down the fish. So he showed us how to cut the head off and how to gut it and everything. So he takes the head off and he's showing us the anatomy of the head and then he throws it in the trash. So I'm standing right behind the trash can and then he goes, oh, Amoson, grab that uh, fish head. I need to show something else. So I, I grab it out of the trash and hand it back to him. And then he's like pointing to something else on it. And then he throws it at me. So it bounces off my chest like I'm the uh, backboard and right back into the trash can. That would have ruined me probably for all fish. Ugh, gross. But he was like a big joker. I was like, really, chef? Really? So like, l- luckily I had an apron on. Yeah. But I was like, I'm just going to smell like fish for the rest of the day. Thanks for that. So one time when I was at the Cayman Cookout, which Eric Repair, the chef Eric Repair, uh-huh. and um, and Anthony Bourdain and um, all of the big chefs, they go. Eric Repair is the person who founded it, but he brings in all his chef friends, and they made in one of the demos. They made like a salmon, um, like it was some little salmon, like pate almost that went on a cracker. Uh-huh. It was very light and it was very, very delicious. And I just remember that just now, but 
um, and it, and they gave us two a piece, and one of mine fell in the sand. And it was like, doggone it, this is <laughs> one time that I'm eating something like this, and it tastes really good to me. And I always thought of that and thought I would try to make that at home. I even bookmarked a recipe for it. I can't remember what it's called, but that was really good. I don't know if I was just hyped up because it was a bunch of like professional chefs, right. like in the chefs, but it was good to me. Not too fishy, it was light. Yeah, sometimes food, even if the, you know, it isn't the greatest, sometimes the person making it can make the dish itself. Um, and I want to find, uh, Lamar has a friend here who is a uh, Chef Rock Harper, mm-hmm. and he has a restaurant here. I think it's like a pop-up or something called Queen Mother's, but he does a fried chicken sandwich. And oh, okay. it's like 14 or 15 bucks for the sandwich. Wow. And I want to talk about like the craze of the chicken sandwich and how it's exploded over the past couple of years. But well, now Popeye's has that fish sandwich, which I feel like is probably going to measure up to the chicken. No, you don't think so? Nah. First of all, they 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 pulled the wool over everybody's eyes with the chicken sandwich. So remember, they brought it out. They had this, you know, big fanfare for it. And then they took it away. Mm-hmm. And then they brought it back. So when they brought it back, I noticed that the spicy chicken sandwich that I originally got is not the one I got the next time. Okay. So they had a spicy chicken breast and a, a regular chicken breast, and then they had a regular mayonnaise and a spicy mayonnaise. Well, now they just put the regular chicken breast on both sandwiches and then give you a regular mayo or a spicy one. It's not a spicy okay. chicken anymore. Okay, so the me and my mom, we just had the chicken sandwich for the first time in October. Mm-hmm. And they have the spicy chicken breast at the new Popeye's by our house because it nearly mm. killed us. <laughs> I mean, I was watering because we didn't order that. We ordered the regular. And I took that bun off and I studied that chicken breast and I could see, you know, the red that's in the um, in the batter. Uh-huh. Uh, I said, we didn't, this is not what we ordered. So I ended up having to take it back. But that joker almost took us under. It was so spicy. So you prefer the spicy to the regular? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the regular doesn't taste like anything to me. Okay. That that sandwich is something else. It it lives up to the hype, I think. I was thinking it can't be all that, you know, people going on and on about it. it it's something. It's really good. So I'm, I want to try the the fish, but I didn't have the first iteration of it that you had. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's not the same. Okay. Are you big yeah. on spicy food or no? Yeah, I do like spicy food, but I have a very sensitive tongue. I don't have a geographic tongue, but I feel like I do okay. in terms of like, you know, I'm very, my tongue is really sensitive, but I like spicy food. Uh, in your travels, have you ever been to New Orleans? I have. Okay. Um, they have a store down there in French Quarter for Tabasco because the factory is like a couple hours away. Yeah. And I didn't realize they had so many levels of Tabasco sauce. So they had like a scorpion flavored Tabasco sauce. I was like, oh, look at this. They was like, oh, you want a sample? I was like, no, thanks. Uh, do you love spicy food? I used to. So okay. I, I like stuff that I can tolerate. If I can eat the whole thing, like if I get 10 wings that are spicy, I want to be able to eat all 10 without sweating. Okay. Yeah. So like those spicy potato chips, I like that potato chip challenge they did with those really hot potato chips that Shaq and them were trying to eat. Pass. Yeah, those, they all look like they're about to pass out. Yeah. That would be too much for me. Nope. I'm good. I'm good. But I'm sure I'll dedicate an entire episode to spice, or spicy food. Yeah, it's it sounds like something that I would love. To, and I'm getting hot just thinking about it, actually. But when I went to New Orleans, I didn't have beignets. Is that how you say I'm beignets? Yes. 
I did not have them there. I had them here at Adele's Cafe and on Canton Street in Atlanta and in Roswell. And they were so good. I was like, I should have had these in New Orleans. I'm sure they would have been like a hundred times better. Um, to me, they were overrated. Okay. They were overrated. Uh, I didn't need all the powder, but mostly because they taste really similar to donuts to me. I don't need the powder. Yeah, we went to we went to Cafe Du Monde where everybody was telling us to go, and I was like, okay. I kept thinking donuts, donuts. I was like, and when I took a bite of, I was like, this ain't no donut. No, it's not. But the one that Adele's, they had the ver- the inside texture was very similar to donuts. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't like cake donuts, though. That's, that's a very good, you know, I they need to be yeast. Because cake donuts are basically me eating cake and no thanks. Have you, that that is true for you. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever made your own donuts? I have not. Okay. It, I, I don't know what episode it was on. Um, but I gave a shortcut as to how to make donuts without actually having to make the dough yourself. Did mm-hmm. you hear that? I did not. Okay. And I, I probably should stay away from that, but now I'm going to be <laughs> very curious. Uh, so again, I don't know what episode it was, but it, it's a very simple thing. You just take a, like a can of the Pillsbury biscuits. Yeah. And you just take the dough and you can pop a hole through it if you want to, or you can just fry the whole thing. That way you can stuff it with like your own jelly or cream. Lord. And then you could just toss it in uh, a glaze with just like some powdered sugar, vanilla, and a little bit of milk. This is blowing my mind. Or cinnamon sugar, if you would like. But, and then it's like the yeast, right? Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, biscuit yeah. dough is basically the same thing as donut. When is our next free day on the challenge? <laughs> I don't even know of one coming up. What, Easter? Oh, God. That's is beautiful. it? I got my birthday is like a week oh, and a half yeah, from now. Birthday. So I, I was going to check and see if anybody wasn't using their birthdays so I could possibly use their birthday <laughs> as a free day. But I think this is the month that we start getting one one day a week where we can have something. Okay. So I might have to try that donut thing then. I don't need to be off the wagon, but I feel like this might be a little bit more manageable variation of a donut. Right. Again, that'll help you curb it. Not only because, A, you don't have to go like buy a Krispy Kreme and see a hot now sign and, and get... Yeah flustered you can just buy one of the small little cans of you know and everybody in the house gets one little donut oh i hate that i ever heard that but we'll see i will report back on that as well yeah that's been the uh that that'll be my last thing to wrap up for for snacks that's how i curb my taste for things especially like ice cream is if i want it i'll make it that way I've, i've actually earned it i worked for it instead of just going to buy it and i spent money and you know whatever so one good thing about for me with snacks right now, being on the challenge, if I want to have something that even if we have a free day, if I'm going to have something like say I'm going to get a frappuccino from Starbucks or whatever, I will walk to Starbucks, which is four miles um, away. If I walk there and walk back, I have already eliminated the calories that are going to be in that drink. So then I can have it guilt free. Nice. So thank God we don't have that many free days and I'm not walking eight miles just for a drink very often. I'm surprised it's that far to get to a Starbucks. Normally they're all on every corner. Yeah, the closest one to us is like 3.8 miles. Okay, nice. All right. Uh, You got anything else, snack related or otherwise? Hmm. Now that I thought about it, my snacks are not very wide ranging. They're just heavily like concentrated. It's like the same family of things that I eat over and over and over. And some things are probably not even snacks that I've made into a snack. But no, but you've given me some ideas. 
Yeah, the best thing about this challenge is getting me to actually count, like you said earlier, counting the actual number of pieces I'm eating in order to stay within the serving size. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if I buy a bag, I'm eating the bag, no matter what the size is. Small, large, I just have to go through it. The disappointing thing about this challenge for me with tortilla chips is that I haven't been able to find any that have lesser calories. Um, they all are the same calories, the same serving size. Like I'm trying to get like 20 chips hmm. and have like 130 calories, but everybody is 12 chips, 10 or 12 chips, 130 to 150 calories. I thought the blue ones would be more healthy and also baked ones, but it's the same. So anybody out there that loves tortilla chips like me, just hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> tortilla chips, the Lay's stacks, the Pringle oh. one-offs. I'm actually probably going to be, lay stacks are going to be one of those things that I never go back to mm. because I feel like if I can't manage it, like once I stop, I just need to let it go. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No, I think I have fully considered my snack, snacking. <laughs> you go down and open the cabinets. What else we got in here? Go down there and see those seaweed chips again. Yeah. These are going to pop up outside your door one day. Like who put these here? <laughs> All right, well, thank you for uh, finding some time to come on the show. Thanks for having me. It's always great to have family. Again, check her blog out, My Vicarious Life. Can you spell that for the people? I have trouble sometimes. It's M-Y-V-I-C-A-R-I-O-U-S-L-Y-F-E. All right. Check her out there. Great stuff. Blog's been going for over a decade now, right? Yes, it's been going for 12 years now. That time flew. Wow. All right. Well, everybody, uh, like you heard at the beginning of the show, which I should have been saying in the first place, donate to the show on the website, yourfoodlooksfunny.com. Check out the recipes, the social media, YFLF podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Check out all the latest episodes. We're somewhere in the 30s right now. I don't know what episode this is going to be at the moment, but it's somewhere in the 30s. Thank you guys for all of your support. See you next week. All right.